Welcome to the Visions of a Better World podcast. We are part of Global Visions, an association founded in Helsinki, Finland. Our goal is to bring people and organizations together as well as develop ideas and ways of thinking to make the world a better place. In this podcast series, our association is represented by me, project planner Petri Lahtinen, and Max Dalberi, the founder and chairperson of the association. We are also inviting guests to the podcast to discuss themes that are important in making the world a better place. Welcome, everyone. Today marks a very special episode for us since it's the first episode uh, where we have a guest. So one central aim of our association is to bring together other different organizations that are trying to build a better world as well. Regarding this, we have thought that we would now identify a few sister organizations that we would cooperate with in the future. Uh, thus, we could give our audience regular updates on the progress of these organizations and try to help them to collaborate with each other uh, with other like-minded organizations. Our final goal regarding this would be to pull as many organizations together as possible and then for them to make a joint plea on the international stage for more help. This help could take the form of a global basic income, for instance. Regarding this, we have now identified our first sister organization. It is called Africulture Art Center, also known as AAC, and it's located in Uganda. Today, we are interviewing the director and co-founder of AAC, Charles Mubonge. In this first interview, we will discuss AAC in general, and then later on in, in another episode, we will delve deeper into the situation in Uganda and the larger possibilities for our cooperation. So welcome, Charles, to the podcast. It's, it's great to have you uh, here with us today. Yes, thank you, Charles, for being with us from my part as well. And I thought that I would just ask by, by asking you if you could start off with presenting yourself. Uh, thank you, Max. I'm very delighted to be part of this podcast. And from the African continent, and particularly from Uganda, Masaka, I greet everyone. I am Charles Mwonge, Director of Africulture Arts Center Organization. I am a proud parent of a five-year-old Maria. I am a technical as well as a management professional with relevant experience in organizational and construction management. Globally, under normal circumstances, when a person reaches a mature or productive age, or when someone finishes with his or her education, the next step would be to engage in productive work. Unfortunately, the case differs when it comes to Uganda. Looking for a job in Uganda is something one can do for the rest of his 
all her lifetime. A lot of graduates are moving around every corner of the country unemployed. However, the question remains, what can an unemployed person contribute to him or herself? What can this person really contribute to his family? And what can this person contribute to his community or her community? What can this person finally, the unemployed person, what can this person really contribute to the country? Little can this person do. The ASC found out this to be a great challenge. And therefore, we embarked on skilling, on equipping young boys and girls with professional art, talent, technical and vocational skills as the only way that can lead to self-employment. Self-employment and therefore leading to an improved one's self, improved family life, improved community life, and possibly leading to the development of the country. So what is your personal story then regarding this? What has led you to work for AAC? What brought me closer to work with AAC or starting AAC is really not a good experience. Personally, I graduated with a degree in business administration and management. Jobs could not be found. Like I have told you, looking for a job in Uganda is something one can do for the rest of his lifetime, and it is nowhere to be seen. I personally applied for more than 700 job opportunities, but honestly, all the organizations could only thank me for having participated in the application process. They could only feel sorry that they could not employ me. And very sad, I could not be engaged in any job opportunity. You can imagine applying for more than 700 job opportunities and you cannot find one. I nearly lost hope. However, my colleagues who had obtained a serious, who had never had even formal degrees like I am, but they had particular skills. These people could start their own workshops. They could employ other people. Other young people could be employed. They could contribute to their incomes. They could train other youngsters. They could earn an income. Which income could help improve their lives? I could see them building their houses, taking children to schools, doing all productive work out of skills. All this was just admirable by me, a graduate. Later, I decided to also engage in acquiring and obtaining a skill. Which skill I obtained to acquire 
in construction management. Slowly, my life started to improve. Then, when I saw my life starting to improve, just because I obtained an extra skill in building and construction management, two questions came to me. What about my fellow graduates with whom we graduated with degrees and they are currently still looking for jobs and they have not found any? And in the second place, they have not attained an additional skill like I have done. What kind of life are my colleagues going through? The answer was total misery. The second question that came to me was, what about my colleagues who never got a former degrees like I had? And they never got a chance for skills, for attaining particular skills in different areas. This was another form of misery. Therefore, I concluded that why wouldn't I find an opportunity to, to engage the many unemployed graduates and those who never had formal education so that we could engage them into earning, into obtaining a particular skill of their own interest in order to improve their lives, start their own employments and an income, and therefore improve their lives, improve the lives of their families, improve the lives of their communities, and hopefully improve the community, the country at large. That is how the whole, that is how I came to know that skills is really a best, the best way if we must improve the lives of our people. Well, now, after having described the, unfortunately, hard-sounding road that has led you, Charles, up to founding your organization, maybe next uh, everyone will be interested in hearing uh, a bit, uh, you giving a short summer summary of your organization and describing what it is exactly that your organization is doing and trying to accomplish. ASC, as it stands, stands for the Africulture at Center Organization. It is a development organization committed to empowering and uplifting as well as skilling of boys and girls, the disabled and the community people in various art, talent, technical and vocational skills, as well as healthy related programs with a name to improve the livelihood of self, family, community, and the country at large. For a person who doesn't know Masaka, the region Masaka, and beyond has existed without a recognizable art and vocational institute. This has denied many younger people a chance to skills development, and therefore a chance to improve their livelihood. Created, this created a lot of unemployment. The organization is committed to 
establishing a highly recognized and well-equipped art and vocational institute to empower community people with those from far and beyond. ASC is found or is seated on two unique pillars. Unlike other training institutions, ASC is seated on the training pillar. As well, ASC is seated on a corresponding production wing. This is our unique factor number one. What does this mean? It means that each trainable area, for example, tailoring, textile, fashion and design as a trainable area must have a well-established and well-equipped production, commercial or industrial section or industrial wing. And music, for example, when we have a training section, we must also have a corresponding music production. If we have an architectural building and construction training section, again, we must have a corresponding production and a corresponding production or commercial section for building. That is, those are the two pillars that constitute the unique element of ASC. And why did we suggest, and why did we have to have two sections or two pillars? Usually, many people or many institutions, when they start, they tend to do offer only the training, look at only the training wing, forgetting that technical and vocational skills need also an aspect of the production experience. So by having both the training and the, and the production section, we are sure we want to equip our trainees, we want to equip our students with both the training knowledge as well as both the production commercial, industrial knowledge, expertise. Students must get out of our hands, must get out of Africulture Center when they have both the theoretical, the training part, as well as the production part, as well as the production expertise. They must be able to have good communication with clients. They must know how to handle possibly clients. They must know how to deal with customers. They must deal, know how to deal with employees. They must know how to deal with creativity. Where will this be found if we only dwell on training? This can only be found at the industrial section, at the industrial side, at the production side. So by the, when we talk about having two sections, both the training and the commercial, our intention is to skill, is to equip our trainee and make him or her ready that by the time he gets out of our institution, this person is well equipped with both the training and production knowledge, ready to start her own business and ready to prosper. That is one of the unique pillars of ASC. Secondly, as a unique pillar of ASC, we have monitoring and evaluation, follow-up activities. Most institutions, what they do, they simply train, they simply teach. And after teaching, they leave a student to go. 
but without carrying out a follow-up activity, without monitoring and evaluation, you cannot know how you, whether you are creating an impact in the community, whether the trainees that you equipped with the skills are really practicing what you trained them. And therefore, we have to carry out a monitoring and evaluation. We want to know, we want to follow our students after completing the course, the trainable course, one, two, three years ahead, what is our student doing? So that we can also evaluate and know that this person is progressing and the other one who is not progressing, what is the cause for this person in order to progress with his skills they attend at our institution? That is one of the unique aspects. And how can we help this person who has not managed to progress or to prosper with the skill he attained? So by doing a monitoring and evaluation, it helps us to measure and know that now we have created such and such an impact in the community. We have possibly 200 students, trainees, they have started their own enterprises, they have started their own projects, and they are employing such and such, and they are helping the community in this and this and that. So that way, we evaluate our performance and say, AAC is really creating an impact in the community. It is improving lives of the people. Through these skills, ASC is improving people's families. It is improving, it is adding value to the community development. That is another unique pillar of ASC. Another pillar which makes us unique is that we want, we have it in plan to have exchange of both trainees and trainers, teachers, at this point, I call upon all institutions around the world to join us, to partner with us. We would think that if we equip our trainees at the last stage of the course, a student should be allowed an opportunity, possibly to travel abroad, share with fellow students from partner institutions, possibly from Europe, from Finland, from Germany, from wherever, to partner, to go and visit their fellow institutions, know how the, the field they are working in is moving, interact, share experience, network. This will help to motivate and it will help to broaden the knowledge they have achieved. In that way, the same is expected from our partner institutions. We expect students from our other partner institutions, possibly from Europe, from other countries to come to ASC, study with them for say two months. Even teachers or instructors, they could give us, they could opt to come to ASC, interact with our trainees, so that they have a shared kind of experience. And that way, we hope that this motivates a lot of people. This motivates our trainees and helps to broaden the experience in particular fields. So that is another unique pillar of ASE.
at that point, I call upon every organization, every institution, technical institutions especially, vocational institutes around the world to come and partner with us. In that way, we shall see an exchange of trainees and trainers with the name of broadening the skills of our trainees. And therefore, we hope that way we shall create an impact also amongst the people of Uganda. Yes, thank you for this. <clears throat> All of this sounds really good and you have clearly put a lot of thought into, into this project. Uh, next, we would like to know when you have started this project. How long have you been active now? ASC officially started in July 2019. However, for a sustainable and successful training program, additional planning and preparation time was inevitable until December 2021, when we opted to open up our activities publicly. So similar to us, you're relatively new agent on this, this field of uh, making the world a better place, both uh, locally and then globally. Uh, but similar to us, uh, we are a small operation still, and we would probably be interested uh, in knowing what is the present size of your own organization at the moment. ASC, while being a relatively young but promising organization, uh, ASC was formed with 11 members. Out of these, the organization was entrusted, the day-to-day -day management of the organization was entrusted with seven members, and these are led by the director, myself. Uh, currently, so that means we started with 11 and then management, we have a management team of seven people uh, entrusted with the duties, day-to-day -day running of the organization. And currently we have so far eight members, uh, staff members, uh, teachers, both the teaching and uh, uh, non-teaching staff. These eight members are already confirmed in our service. Okay, that sounds like a promising start. Next, we would like to know what you have achieved so far and how many people have you helped so far? First of all, we started as in a rented place and currently we managed to achieve something which we believe is beneficial to us. We agreed to occupy another relatively big premise, which is a little bit tem still temporary, but it is not rented. So we believe that by occupying these non-rented, although temporary premises, we, this is one of the success factor for us, other than staying in a rented place. Secondly, we are mobilizing. We are mobilizing because most of our people are poor. We are mobilizing to have sponsors or good parents. Remember, 
each student, many students may not afford the tuition fees, the school fees that may be required for training, for the training course. But so far, we have mobilized and we are carrying on with the mobilization to have uh, sponsors around the world, even Uganda inclusive. Even in Uganda, we established a local based sponsorship program where we expect that every paid employee, every paid staff of our organization is supposed to contribute a given percentage of her payment towards supporting, towards sponsoring, towards ensuring that at least the poor people are supported to attain these skills. That is one of the achievement which we have so far registered. Thirdly, is that all the teaching staff that were required initially, uh, so far they are confirmed, the teaching and non-teaching staff, eight members, eight staff members are so far confirmed. That is another achievement we have achieved so far. And so we believe that if we go on improving, if we find support from many people around, from many organizations, and we can improve our facilities step by step to attain possibly a more permanent location, to attain possibly to add on other trainable fields on top of those, the few we started wins, then they, they, we shall go on increasing, we shall go on improving our services, we shall go on improving our activities step by step in the communities. You, you have mentioned uh, in your uh, in this discussion quite a number of times um, certain skills in the fields of art and uh, as well as technical and vocational skills at the core of the activities of your organization as a way of also pursuing economic growth and development and overall improvement of Uh, people's lives in there is there any sort of like specific field of let's say education let's kind of if i sum up all this art uh, technical and vocational skills into the into the concept of education so is there any sort of specific field or fields of education that you are focusing on or are trying to improve we are focusing as it is mentioned several times, we are focusing on art, talent, technical and vocational skills. That is one wing of, that is one section, that is one specific field of education. However, in our program, we hope under this program, under this art, talent, technical and vocational skilling, We handle a number of trainable areas. Um, these in, include initially the tailoring, textile, fashion and design, computer graphics and design, um, art, painting. In future, we hope to add on more trainable areas like music production, music and music production, 
we hope to add on other trainable areas, for example, in electric, electric uh, solar and uh, environmental development. We have to, we plan to add on other areas like architecture, uh, architecture uh, building and construction. All these follow under art, talent and technical, uh, talent, technical and vocational areas in technical fields. And this is mostly our point of focus. Okay, all of this sounds really good. Uh, next, we would like to ask you what resources and help would you need in order to make your organization a success or, 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 or an even greater success when looking at, at it today? ASE being a young organization, it really requires a lot of support. And I call upon all organizations, I call upon individuals, I call upon other technical institutions around the world to partner with us, come up and partner with us and to support us in some of the following areas. First, because our people, because our community is poor and parents may not afford the tuition fees. I call upon everyone, individuals, organizations to come up and sponsor our trainees, act as our good parent. Our sponsorship fees, is initially 66 euros, uh, that is monthly, and we hope if we could get as many individuals, good parents, vocational supporters, people who would like to see Ugandans getting particular skills, we would call upon everyone to join us and support our needed trainees. Secondly, we really call upon organizations, institutions, and individuals, companies, private companies that are concentrating mostly on technical to come up and support us with training materials, tools, vocational machines, for example, those machines that are used in tailoring, textile, and design, we call upon people to come up and support us with a number of tools, vocational tools, a number of uh, equipment that are required in the training and production because we have two peers. So we request, we, we humbly call upon every person who can support us, every companies, every organization that can support us with tools, equipment, machines, and uh, other, other training and production materials that ASC will really appreciate. Another support we would request that people would support us with is the financial support for establishment of a more and well-organized, well-equipped uh, training institute will call upon people to come up and support us with a more permanent establishment of the institute. Another request we would need support is the financial support for establishment of good training rooms and production workshops 
to allow a conducive learning atmosphere for our trainees, both theoretical, practical, and production, we really need support for these training rooms. Another aspect is the long-lasting cooperation. We request, we really need it. We need a long-lasting cooperation with art, technical, and vocational supporting institutions and organizations around the world to allow a future exchange of resources, including trainees and trainers, as a way to widen the exposure of our trainees. When we have this exchange program, we, will have, we hope to widen the exposure of our trainees. And that way, we shall, through this network, we shall help our trainees to realize their intentions. Another aspect is the long, again, a long lasting cooperation with the support organizations to support other community health and development programs of AS in future. So those and many more would really request whether organizations, individuals that can come up and support us in or in some of those requirements so that we can see our people attaining skills, attaining skills that will lead to self-employment and will lead to improved livelihood. But initially, when I was going through your web page, I got the impression that uh, handicrafts seem to play a major role in your activities. But after now listening you discuss and talk about the activities, uh, in more detail, I, I I guess handicrafts it's is more is too narrow of a definition, and maybe I would uh, call it. I get the impression that learning to do things yourself, doing things yourself, is important in in the activity of your organizations organization. And I I was then thinking that it would be interesting to hear a bit about the, uh, the meaning and importance of, of doing things yourself with your own hands, with your own capabilities in your culture, and also to hear uh, how this could improve uh, the lives and capabilities of young people's lives in Uganda in the future. And on that note as well, I, I, I can't refuse uh, the opportunity to bring up this uh, Ugandan uh, film studio called Wakalibuts. I don't know, Charles, if you're familiar with that, but I, I love and appreciate the fact that this is a film studio operating in Uganda. And of course, making films is very expensive and requires equipment. But despite of all those obstacles and problems, they are still making movies uh, because they want to make the movies and they have the will to do them despite the financial limitations. So maybe just uh, give us a brief uh, uh, glimpse of the importance of doing things by yourself in Uganda. That would be, personally, I feel that would be a very interesting uh, thing to hear from you. Handicraft in, in Uganda can mean something where all these skills 
associated uh, skills like music, tailoring, art, all these are skills. So when it comes to handicraft, is associated with all these skills that a person gains, though a person can learn, and these skills can address the needs of the people. For example, when I talk of a skill like tailoring, definitely the people of Uganda need clothes. They need, for example, school-going children still need uniforms. Organizations need uniforms, but these even companies, even private individuals need well-designed clothes, but these are tailored. But how, however, this is a skill someone gains and this skill is intended to, to address the needs, the requirements of the people. So music, as another example, it is something, a skill someone learns and it is intended possibly to make someone happy, to make someone, to make the, the sick person probably improve his health condition. It is a job itself. So when we talk about handicraft in the Ugandan understanding, it is associated with all these skills that are gained with the name of addressing the needs, the requirements, of individuals in Uganda in the day-to-day -day life. So in doing so, we hope that if these are improved, if these are taught to the people, then a lot of employment opportunities will be created in various spheres. Musicians will get employed. Tailors will get employed. Architects will get employed. Builders will get employed because they have skills. We have trained more skills. And therefore, by creating that widened form of employment base, we hope improved earnings will also be achieved. And therefore, by in increasing the earnings of the people, we are increasing, we are improving the families of such of those people. We are improving the communities of those people. And at the end of the day, government or the country is also benefiting from these productively engaged people. So that is the setup, that is the, uh, the definition, that is the understanding of handicraft and how it helps people to improve their lives. Yes, all of this sounds really good. And it sounds like it's, it's a really important work that you are about to do. Uh, next, we would like to know how the participants of AAC have reacted to the help that you have offered so far. When we decided to open up publicly, many parents, because they liked our approach, because they liked our ASC uniqueness, because they liked our Africulture Art Center way of doing things and engagement, many of them opted and they are still continuing to register with us. So by this continuing, continuous registration and continuous uh, engagement of trainees with us, it means that people really appreciate, greatly appreciate our ASC approaches. And we hope that if we could 
be supported and get other trainable requirements, other trainable facilities. For example, machines, tools, equipment, possibly better training rooms, a more settled environment, a more well-equipped production and practical rooms. We hope many, many youth, many people, many Ugandans will highly benefit and the numbers will increase because the services are highly appreciated. I think uh, this could be probably the last question for this episode uh, to close up with uh, putting our eyes and, and our vision towards future. And we would be interested in hearing what is the long-term vision of your organization and what exactly would you hope to achieve in the long run? Our Africulture Center organization long-term vision is to empower the people. We want to empower people through training and equipping them with relevant professional art, talent, technical and vocational skills, as well as healthy and development programs as the only sustainable way to positively impact communities, create employment, and bring about improved livelihood of self, family, communities, and the country at large. That is our broader vision. Thanks, Charles, for, for the good answers, and thank you for all, all listeners as well. We'll be back later with the second episode of this Of thank, this you very, team. thank you very much for this engagement and I hope we will reach out, we will create together, we will create a better world for our people. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us at www.globalvisions.fi. Check out also Max's book which is available to download for free at www.avisionofabetterworld.net. We are also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and Discord. Everyone is welcome to take part in our activities and discussion, which is an invitation to reflect on how to make the world a better place.